0: Hey everyone, welcome to Outside the Walls. My name is John White. I'm Casey McDonald. And I'm Steve Reeves. And today we're introducing a new format for you guys. It's called Quick Questions. This is gonna be a shorter episode where we address questions from our listeners. So if you have any questions, as always, you can send those to questions at wschurch.net. But today's questions that we're going to answer come from Miss Shirley Williams. Uh, And they all center around uh, Leviticus. And so here's what Miss Shirley says in Leviticus in Leviticus 12:8. Why was a sin offering required when a woman gave birth? What was her sin? Um, and her second question in Leviticus 14:12. Why was a guilt offering needed when a leper was cleansed? What was the leper guilty of? Uh, and her last question. Why was atonement needed for an inanimate object such as a house in Leviticus 14? or the Holy Sanctuary, the Tent of Meeting. Um, I can understand the need for cleansing, but atonement, is an atonement supposed to be for sin? We have a lot of questions surrounding these different offerings that that we see in, in Leviticus. So uh, what's your guys' take on this?
1: Well, I think the first thing we need to do is recognize what the book of Leviticus is about. Uh, of course, the book of Leviticus is the uh, third book in the Pentateuch, Uh, the books of law, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. And the book of Leviticus is talking about the holiness of God. The theme, I really believe, in the book of Leviticus is in chapter 11, verse 44, uh, Be holy, for I, the Lord, am holy. God was wanting his people to, to exhibit this quality of holiness. And you know, today I think we have a difficult time understanding what that word holy means. Uh, We hear that word used so many times today in ways that I think are just um, really an abomination to God. People use the word holy as an adjective and attach it to all types of ungodliness and filth and things like this. But the idea of holiness is that which is totally and completely set apart. It is not profane. It is not common. It is not ordinary. It is something that is in a category totally to itself. And this is God god is holy in that he is in a category all to himself there is none like him and god wants us to exhibit this holiness in being made separate from the things of this world and so that's the overall theme of the book of leviticus it's dealing with holiness in the sight of god and that holiness takes several forms it is found in ritual holiness. It is found in moral holiness and purity. And so, some of these questions that—and um, uh, by the way, Shirley is just one of my favorite people. I love Shirley so much. But <clears throat> I think I think the questions that Shirley uh, is, is posing here are 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 looking at some of the rituals. Uh, within the book of Leviticus, some of the ritual impurity. And, um, for instance, the, uh, the woman, uh, after she has given birth, well, you know, throughout the book of Leviticus, uh, there was a ritual impurity that came about, for instance, during the, um, the, the woman's menstruation menstrual period. Mm -hmm. And so also here at the birth of a child. It was not a moral sin that the woman was guilty of. Uh, This was a ritual impurity which was taken care of by a ritual cleansing as prescribed here in the book of Leviticus.
0: We use this word guilt I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times and it, it feels like Well, that seems unfair because she didn't do anything right. There was nothing wrong that she had done. This was just simply part of being pure again in the eyes of God, cleansing after a completely normal thing. She wasn't guilty. They didn't, there's no shame in that at all. It was just part of life. This is what God had prescribed for them to be ritually pure again. So I like you kind of distinguishing between the moral and the, the ritual purity there.
2: Yeah, there's, Sacrifices as you go through Leviticus that uh, you know might not necessarily be tied to an individual's specific act, but rather just something that was done on a regular basis, regardless if there was sin involved. Um, the question comes from Leviticus 12:8, She mentioned specifically in there, so it might be helpful to. Uh, you know, read the verses surrounding that to help bring it in the context. But um, verse eight specifically, if she cannot afford two pigeons, one for a burnt offering and the other for a sin offering, and the priest shall make atonement for her and she shall be clean. And so there's this uh, idea that uh, since she's offering a sin offering that she is committed a sin. And basically what, uh, what we're uh, discussing is the distinction between, um, you know, her not necessarily committing a sin in this birth of a child, but rather this ritual uncleanness that this offering would take care of.
1: Correct.
0: Right, right. And I think maybe that's the hang up is you hear the word sin and we kind of identify that with a moral failing. That's the connection that we make in our cultures. Sin is a mor- like you did something wrong. You willingly, you know, went against God's will or you, you, you did something that you need to make some sort of sacrifice for you need to deal with. But that's not that's not entirely what Jewish culture was about uh, during this time. It's not what Levitical law is necessarily always about. There were definitely situations where you would offer those things to deal with a sin that you had committed. But the reality is not so much to erase the past or to deal with you know the sin in your past, but to deal with the fact that because of that sin, you are now impure and needs to be purified. So you could be impure for a lot of different reasons. Right? Sure,
1: sure. And you know, um, the the Jewish people uh, were commanded to offer so many sacrifices. If you want to get confused in a hurry, just as you read through the book of Leviticus, consider all the different sacrifices. You had the animal sacrifices, and you had sacrifices that were to be offered on a daily basis even uh, whether it be in the morning at nine or at three in the afternoon the third hour or the uh, the twelfth hour no, the ninth hour excuse me Um, so you had you had all of these you had you had animal sacrifices but not just animal sacrifices you had grain sacrifices you had meal sacrifices you had wave offerings i mean All different types of sacrifices that are spelled out for different things here within the book of Leviticus. And uh, so some of these were, in fact, for the ritual impurity that came about, uh, whether it was with childbirth or uh, uh, with the menstrual period or whatever it might have been that could bring uh, ritual impurity.
2: As I study through the book of Leviticus, one the thing that comes to the top of my mind every time is I am so thankful that Jesus came <laughs> to watch my yes. yes. As I study through this book, I'm thinking there's no way that all these things could be kept. And I think that might have been part of the point that God was making. Like everything that would be necessary for you to be holy is impossible for you to do. Like there's absolutely no way that you can do this. Whenever uh, I was in college, of course, a lot of things have changed surrounding social clubs uh, in the last, you know, 15 years or so. But decades ago, you know, whenever there was this pledging process, the idea behind the club that was taking on new guys was to make it, seem like it would be impossible to join this club. Uh, And kind of the intention behind the club that I was in was give them all these crazy assignments, make them do all these things, and the number of things that they had to do, there wasn't enough hours in the day to to get done. And the idea was to frustrate them. The idea was to get them (laughs) flustered to the point where they think there's no way that this is possible. And come Friday night, uh, the, the big reveal was, yeah, you're, you're right. There's absolutely no way that you could do this. And the only way that, uh, that we have any chance at making it into the kingdom of God is through the grace of Jesus. And uh, and the only way that you can get into this club is, <laughs> is, is, grace. Through that, is through similar grace. You know, there's no way that you can do this, and none of us are worthy to be in this club. And that's kind of the way that I look at Leviticus. You know, no Jew is is worthy to be in the club. There's nothing that they could do, and I think that was the whole message of Christ. There is nothing that you could do. No man could follow this to the T except for Jesus, and he died, paid the ultimate sacrifice for us. And I think that kind of goes into all these different sacrifices that that is commanded through the old testament is to to make us realize you're not
0: good enough and you're never going to be good enough <laughs> yeah you cannot make it on your own yeah for right. sure right. well in reference to the the house as well because she she mentions uh, leviticus 14 when dealing with the subject of leprosy you know again this is not because the leper did something wrong or because uh, the house did anything wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just, again, it's part of this ritual cleansing. Like, yay, we're glad your leprosy is gone. You know, here's here's the purification ritual that you need to go through. And so I, we're probably just getting a little hung up there on, on some of the well, language. You
1: know, now in, some of the, in some of the laws that were given to the Jewish people, like with the leprosy, for instance, there were valid medical reasons mm-hmm. for for some of those laws. A leper was considered unclean because of the highly contagious nature of leprosy. Uh, Were he to remain within the population uh, generally, he could have contaminated others. So by being declared unclean, he was separated from others to reduce the risk of the spread of leprosy. And only after he had been pronounced cleansed by the priest was he able to then rejoin his family. You might uh, want to consult Luke chapter 17, where uh, Jesus healed the ten lepers, and uh, you might remember he told them to go show themselves to the priest that they might be made clean or pronounced clean, and as they were going, they were cleansed, but only one of them actually came back to thank Jesus, and Jesus asked, where are the nine were there not ten cleansed? So, so there were at times valid medical reasons for some of the ritual laws that we find in the old uh, in Judaism.
2: Yeah, yeah, and there, you know, this idea of a guilt offering when it comes to a leper over in Leviticus fourteen, there was some legitimacy to uh, if if there was some sort of disease imposed on an individual that something they had done wrong had. Had brought this on, uh, this idea of uh, I believe it's called retribution theory. You know the the concept that the three friends of Job had that Job obviously you've done something wrong right. to uh, to have all these yes. things happen to you, and so because of that wrong, you need to you know basically make it right. And so the reason that that was a very prevalent mindset was I think in large part, a lot of it was justified. You know, somebody had done something wrong, and so a disease had been brought on this person or a large group of people. And uh, and so this idea of leprosy in the camp, uh, you know, it may have been a large portion of the time, disease like that amongst Jewish people uh, may have been because they weren't following the laws that they were supposed to be following. And so, you know, disease was acquired, uh, whether through the uncleanness that they had been practicing or God imposing this uh, this leprosy on them. And so this idea of, you know, needing a guilt offering uh, could be very much tied to that, even though that wasn't necessarily uh, 100% of the time the case, like Job would be the exception to that, where Job, you know, was sinless. You know, he hadn't done anything to bring this on himself. And he said, you know, I'm not, you know, his friends were trying to convince him otherwise. But Job said, no, I haven't done anything wrong. You know, there there's no need for me to, uh, you know, try and,
0: Get atonement, in other right.
1: words. I think we need to clarify also the word atonement. Uh, the word atonement does not uh, merely uh, mean uh, forgiveness, but it, it does mean cleansing. When something was considered to be unclean, there were two things that it needed. It needed, first of all, atonement. That was it needed to be cleansed, and that was done through sacrifice. The second thing it needed was to be sanctified, and that was done by offering it to God in one of several ways. It could have been done by pouring oil upon it. It could have been done by holding it up before the Lord and dedicating it to God it's, it's really interesting because that's what you and I need in our lives. We need those same two things. We need both atonement, the cleansing that comes about, in our case, through the blood of Christ, and we need sanctification. That is, we need to be consecrated, and uh, that is what comes about. Uh, In the transformation of our lives when we become Christians, we both have atonement for sin and we are sanctified, we are set apart for use to God.
2: Yeah, and that word atonement, at least in our English language, I've heard it kind of broken down uh, to help understand, I guess, the English ear, uh, atonement, at-one-ment. Uh, And so, you know, making something at one with God. And even if it is an inanimate object, like uh, was mentioned in that third question there, like a house or something along those lines, the sanctuary tent of of meeting, the altar, these inanimate things that, you know, they obviously – you know, can't sin, they don't necessarily need atonement, but it's a matter of uh, bringing things, whether they're uh, people or inanimate objects, in line with the holiness of God.
0: Yeah, maybe you could use the word alignment as well. It's more bringing things into a holy state, uh, preparing them for being right with God again.
1: Right. And even an inanimate object, if it were to come in contact with that which was unclean, it would then be rendered unclean, not because it had done anything, obviously, but simply its association with that, which was unclean. It would be made unclean. Well, uh, I don't have anything else to add unless
2: you guys do. Thank you so much for offering those questions. And again, if you have any others, uh, we we do have some more kind of on the docket that will come back to this format eventually. Uh, so, yeah, look forward to that. So keep on pumping those questions to us. Yeah.
0: Always Shirley. a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you Miss Shirley for sending us those questions in. We hope you guys have enjoyed this quick questions and we hope you have an awesome day.